Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What is going on here? Bob is frantically moving around the studio. He's out of sorts. Good thing I'm here. Oh my goodness, is it ever a good thing that you're here? Ay, 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 ay. First of all, what's going on? You're doing a sports update. Yeah. All of a sudden, TVs go on with the sound on. Oh, is that this right? is in a radio studio. What is happening here? I don't know. Is, I don't know. That's, is it you know, just I'm... this show that's out of control? And it hasn't even started yet. It's out of the control. It hasn't even started. It's already out of control. <laughs> this is just your impact of being here. It was out of control last week, according to my information. Well, you know what, Mick? Sometimes things happen. Yes, they do. This has been um, a very interesting and eventful week, to say the least. And the events are really just beginning, in a way, because this day is July 1st, which is a day that is seared in the memory and lifetime of not only John Minko, and select other people here at WFAN, including the young lady who will be along after our 7 o'clock sports update with Talking Golf and Liguri. These folks were here when WFAN started. This date was 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And that was what? Is it 32 years? Is that possible? This is the start of the 32nd year. The start of the 32nd year. 32nd year of all sports radio, basically. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Three o'clock this afternoon. You've made it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how, but... (laughs) (laughs) Mink and I were sharing some thoughts, memories from our old days over at the former WFAN location in Astoria. Um, let's just say he has the kind of pictures from there that literally took us back to the place. And um, the best thing I can say about that is, though it was a historic place, with those pictures, that trip back there was truly a frightening experience. Truly. Thank you for sharing that, Mink. Mink will be keeping us up to date on happenings in the sporting world. And good morning, everybody. I'm Bob Salter. Of course, in this uh, very big week, too, I should mention the fact that I want to touch upon this a little bit at the end of our program today. The passing of a uh, New York radio legend, uh, Dan Ingram. I have some thoughts on that. I'd be remiss if I did not share at the end of the show uh, today. But we're going to have a very busy program, I'm hoping, uh, this morning because... Our topic is a very timely one. We have a guest who is joining us who we've spoken with a number of times previously on this program. 
and he has shared some very good information. As I'm saying, this is timely because of this excessive heat that is upon us now. Yeah, summer has really locked us in. Uh, And do take care if you're headed out and about today. Dr. Kenneth Wasserman is joining us on our program. You are going to be able to be part of the program if you want to join us with uh, thoughts, comments. And talking about exposure to the sun, uh, Dr. Wasserman, in his background, first of all, he has a a private dermatology practice in uh, South Philadelphia. He has um, been a team dermatologist with the Baltimore Orioles, um, and he has done work uh, with... um, Major League uh, Baseball uh, in the past as well. And he's a lot to share with us on our program. First of all, good morning, Dr. Wasserman. Uh, thank good you morning, for uh, joining us on our program today. Good morning, Bob. I'm going to get your program and your show back under control. <laughs> all right, good. It, it, it's time that somebody did. Okay. I will now, get it you know, you hear this <laughs> talk about excessive heat warning. When you hear those words, what kind of cautions come to your mind, especially when we talk about this exposure to the sun? Hello, Bob. Yep. Just went in and out a little bit here. Hold on a second. I'm going to, maybe it's the heat, but I'm going to move to another location here. Are you there? Yes, we are. Yep. Okay. So, you know, the heat, the heat warnings and the sun are slightly different. So the, when with the heat warnings, we start thinking of things like people who are exercising and who are doing sports and are outdoors and are getting um, overly heated and dehydrated. Um, for instance, uh, my, my kids are in a uh, baseball tournament today. Luckily, our games are in the morning, but we played yesterday in the afternoon, and one of the umpires had to be carried off the field um, not necessarily because of the sun, but because of heat prostration and dehydration, and he probably wasn't keeping up with his fluids and was probably outside too long in his excessive umpire attire. Um, and then also we have to think about, you know, sun exposure, which is, um, you know, the sun exposure we can deal with by wearing, you know, a little bit of sun protective clothing and a hat and some sunblock and and trying to avoid the the highest um, sun exposure hours between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. And if you're going to go to the beach, maybe go out at 5 or 6 or 7 o'clock in the evening when it's cooler and when the sun is not as strong. Um, But we definitely think of caution when we hear about a heat exposure day such as today um, because people do too much outside. When we talk about the idea of the dangers that the sun and overexposure can pose. One of the areas that always comes up in discussion is this topic of skin cancer. How prevalent is it? Well, skin cancer is very scary. You know, it's funny because when I started my residency in the early 1980s, um, I'm dating myself, obviously, mm-hmm. um, the, risk of, the risk of getting a melanoma skin cancer, which is the most serious one, was one in 200 one in 200 Americans would get a melanoma in their lifetime. The melanoma rates now are higher than one in 40 Americans in their lifetime will get, a, will get a melanoma in their lifetime. And the melanoma is the one that is the most serious one. It's the one that leads to fatalities. But just the risk of getting skin cancer in general, and that's some of the other forms of skin cancer, not melanoma, 
is is one in five Americans in their lifetime will develop melanoma. So we're talking about a huge problem, one that affects millions of Americans. And we're also talking about a problem that every one of us is going to know somebody or have a relative or ourselves or somebody who, who's who's been affected by, by skin cancer. And, and when you look at deaths from skin cancer, when you look at all the big big cancer deaths, uh, lung cancer, colon cancer, breast cancer, cervical cancer, um, when you look at all the, all the big cancers that, that, that kill people, uh, skin cancer is number five on the list of, of cancers. So people don't, really, people don't really think about it as a serious um, health problem as much as they should think about it. And I, I think there was a, um, a Jerry Seinfeld episode where Jerry was dating a dermatologist and he was making fun of her, um, calling her a pimple doctor and, and, and term, terminology like that. And at the very end of the show, he's sitting with her, he's dating her, and he's sitting at a, at a, in a restaurant, and some man comes over and, and says to the female dermatologist, says, thank you, Dr. X, whatever her name was, you know, you saved my life from skin cancer. And Jerry goes, Jerry signs and goes, skin cancer? I forgot about skin cancer. Mm-hmm. Funny episode. It seems like so many people just don't take this as seriously as they should. Well, they don't, and I think I think the Jerry Seinfeld episode sort of sort of illustrates that, and sort of sort of set it in its right setting. You know, took a very serious topic and put a little humor into it. You know, that show had a very good knack of taking everyday life and sort of making fun of everyday life. I think many of us could identify with so many of those episodes, and, and I think the skin cancer one was one that you know a lot of dermatologists talked about. You know, oh, I would imagine so. Yes. And when you're um, talking about trying to get this message out to people, I mean, obviously a discussion like the one we're having today can work in that regard, but how else do you work to try to get the message out? Well, you know, you're, believe it or not, uh, Bob, you're a hero when you do shows like this because you have an effect. You have an effect on so many listeners and people who listen to a show like this, whether it be in the news or whether it be in, 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 in the media on radio, TV, or print, and, and getting that message out. So about 18, 19 years ago, I started the uh, Major League Baseball Skin Cancer Program, and the program screens all the different teams, all the, you know, the players, the front office staff, the um, individuals who are involved in baseball. But the idea... The idea to do the screening came to me one day, and it, the purpose of it wasn't to screen the multi-million-dollar baseball players because they have they have access to the best health care in the world uh, on, with the snap of a finger. But the idea was when we saw a superstar getting screened, the media would cover it, and the um, the, the newspapers ran articles, Sports Illustrated, Good Housekeeping. Um, we were on a lot of TV shows all over the country the first few years. We were on shows like this, which, which continually perpetuate the message. And the idea was when somebody saw a famous player getting screened, they thought to themselves, oh, now I'm going to get screened too. It just brought it up into the public awareness. Sort of like when President Reagan had a mild bout of colon cancer. I read in some article that the following year, 
more Americans had colonoscopies than ever before. And it was because of the Reagan publicity about skin cancer, I'm sorry, about colon cancer, excuse me, about colon cancer that made everyone think about getting screened for colon cancer. And that's sort of how I came up with the idea of doing the Major League Baseball skin cancer screening to get public awareness out there. You've probably saved many lives by having these shows because people go and get checked because of you. Thank you. Is it a difficult process or a lengthy one? Well, yeah, you know, screening 30 Major League Baseball teams is sort of like herding sheep (laughs) a little bit. Um, Somebody who worked at Major League Baseball many, many, many years ago told me that the 30 teams are like having 30 different children in that they all have their different wants and desires. You know, they're individual businesses sort of under one umbrella, but they still kind of kind of have their own personalities and their own, own wants and desires, and every team does things a little differently. Um, so, yes, it, it was a difficult process getting it started, um, and it was a difficult process actually running it, but, but it, 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 it got the message done, and there were so many, so many good effects. I mean, I'll never forget at the old Shea Stadium, you know, we screened everyone. We even screened the police officers. And I remember on the second year at Shea Stadium, boy, I'm bringing back an old stadium name, huh? Um, the mm-hmm. second year at Shea Stadium, one of the police officers came in, and he was a Queens police officer, very light-skinned, uh, a white Irish guy who probably never should have walked out in the sun for five minutes <laughs> because, as you know, the lighter-skinned people get more skin cancer than, than darker skin just because of protective mechanisms in the skin. And he came back the second year, and he started crying because we had picked up an early melanoma. It saved his life. He had it treated. And, you know, early melanoma is 100% curable if you catch it early, which is why the screening is so important. Dr. Wasserman, and he went around the thoughts. Screen I want to talk more with you. we got to take a pause here, come back, talk yep. more with Dr. Kenneth Wasserman. He's our guest this hour of our program here on The Fan. just said i just hit the mic what is going on here on this pro- what on earth happens on this program on sunday morning things go completely kablooey here oh my goodness good morning everybody i'm bob Salter. john minko is around and that's always a fun time by the way speaking of fun times after our seven o'clock update and Ligoria's long talking golf here on the fan very interesting uh, program Don't miss it. We're in a discussion with Dr. Kenneth Wasserman. He is uh, talking with us about this uh, idea of exposure to the sun, some of the uh, dangers surrounding overexposure. We've had Dr. Wasserman on discussions with us before, um, and usually they've been very lively discussions. Let me just mention the fact that if you want to join us in discussion um, feel free. 877-337-6666 is our phone number here at The Fan. Now, Dr. Wasserman, I had to interrupt you there when we were taking our pause for a sports update and a couple of messages. The different types of uh, skin cancer, um, when we get into talking about those, part of the discussion also has to surround which type is, I guess, most dangerous. Uh, which do you see the most of? Yep, and I'll tell you that in a sec. Just finishing the story, mm-hmm. the police officer came back to the screening a year later and started crying. 
and he went around and he hugged every nurse and doctor, and it was one of the most touching moments of my career, seeing him walk around hugging all the screening nurses and the screening doctors we had, you know, a crew of about 15 to 18 people, and just tears coming down his face for having picked up his melanoma the year before. So, you know, the, 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 plant, the program has had a lot of, um, of kind of touching moments and different stories that illustrate how important the this, this screening process is and seeing your dermatologist once a year and getting checked. So, uh, yes, the different types of skin cancer. So there's three, there's three different types. There's three different types of skin cancer. The basal cell skin cancer is the most common type, and um, it's um, very, very common. I mean, again, one in five Americans will develop it. Um, it's, it's usually not a fatality resulting from getting it. However, they can be locally destructive. People have lost noses. They've lost eyes. They've lost uh, ears. I have a man who comes to my office from that one girl for eight years before he went to the dermatologist, and he lost his whole ear. So, um, you know, people, when he comes, they, you know, people look, him, look at him in the, um, in the waiting room, and um, they, they stare at him, and um, they, it, it, it's just, you know, an unbelievable, unbelievable uh, uh, situation that he's just lost an entire ear from skin cancer. The other, uh, the other issue is that um, you can lose an eye and, and, and you're near where you can't even see out of that eye ever again. So it, it, it can be extremely dangerous. The second most common skin cancer is the squamous cell skin cancer. And um, those, those can kill people, although mostly they don't. Um, the most serious one is the melanoma. And as I mentioned to you, um, the rate of melanoma has been skyrocketing skyrocketing over the years, probably because of our increased leisure activities and because of, um, uh, you know, not working indoors as much as people used to do in factories. Now they're outside more. People go on cruises more easily. 17, 18-year-olds go on vacations where my parents would never have gone on a cruise their entire lifetime. So people are in the ozone layer. The ozone layer is drying up. More ultraviolet light is coming through. All kinds of... Uh, factors probably play a role in the increasing rate of skin cancer and, mel and melanoma. All types are increasing. The other thing is that um, suntan polish, the usage of suntan polish has increased over the years. I know in South Philadelphia, where I practice, a lot of the kids were going to suntan polish when they were 15, 16, 17, so they could get dark for the prom. Um, and after, after over 20 years legislation finally passed in Pennsylvania that uh, makes it illegal for somebody under the age of 18 to go to a suntan parlor. Now, you know, enforcing it is hard. It's like cigarette smoking, you know. Kids aren't supposed to smoke, but you see kids walking around New York City all the time with cigarettes in their mouth. So, mm -hmm. you know, enforcing this kind of a law is very difficult. Um, but it took over 20 years because the business community kind of aligned themselves with the suntan parlors, because they don't like any kind of, you know, laws or restrictions. Um, we actually had a dermatologist named Bruce Broad, who in Pennsylvania fought for this legislation for 20 years and finally got the law passed. Very difficult to actually get it done. Um, but, uh, Bob, you ready for this? Yes. There's an exception. It's called the prom rule. They put in there that if the mom writes a note between age 17 and 18, that the kid needs the suntan parlor, needs the suntan parlor to be able to go to the prom. 
that overrides the law for 17 to 18 year olds if they're going to the prom and they have a note from mom. Wait, you've got you wait a minute. You've got to be kidding me. If you have a note from your mother saying that that overrides yeah. what's. Uh, um, could it be a note from your mother or your father? <laughs> that's that's absolutely incredible. I mean, well, that's how they got the law passed. It was the prom rule. You know, it's more important to be tan for the prom and have a little color than it is to protect your life from skin cancer. How dangerous is that exposure in those parlors? Well, here's a fascinating fact, and and this is very interesting. They noticed that there was a a large blip of melanoma increase in women between the ages of 25 and 35. And they started looking into why that blip occurred. And and there's a probably about a 15-year lag between sun exposure and the development of skin cancer. That's how it's felt. They figured out that that blip in women between 25 and 35, they believe is the result of the artificial tanning that those girls did. Because remember, more women are going to do the the, the suntan colors than men. Not that men will never do it, but it's just a more popular thing for the girls to do when they're in high school because they want to have the, the, the tan, especially we notice it in our area in South Philly. You know, they, they get their nails done, they get their hair done, they go to the suntan parlor, they get all ready for the prom. They believe that that blip of melanoma is the result of artificial tanning. Now, it's not more dangerous than the regular sun, but it's it's additive. It's it's because what happens is you get X amount of sun in normal life from just walking around, and you're going to get that X amount of sun no matter what. Now, if you go to the suntan parlor, now you're getting two X or three X because you're getting more. So instead of having like one glass of wine with dinner, it's like having six glasses of wine with dinner. You know, one glass of wine possibly has been shown in, in medical studies to maybe decrease the rate of heart disease, maybe. But, you know, six glasses of wine won't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, it's, it's just too much. Mm. We're talking with Dr. Kenneth Wasserman on our program on The Fan this Sunday morning. I'm Bob Solter. It is Ann Liguori's Talking Golf that happens after our 7 o'clock update on The Fan this morning. And we're talking about this idea of um, exposure to the sun, um, some dangers surrounding overexposure. Obviously, you know, with the kind of weather that we're hearing is happening and is coming for the next couple of days, a lot of people are going to be out um, seeking to enjoy the weather, especially after the brutal winter season that seemed like it was never going to end, too, that we had. But what can people do, I guess, in, a, in an effective fashion to kind of prevent some of the dangers of overexposure to the sun, Dr. Wasserman? Yeah, so we have, we have a lot of things that people can do. Number one is um, try to avoid the sun between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. So if you're going to play tennis or golf, Try to go out early in the morning or late in the afternoon. Try to go to the beach about 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon and not, not, not when the sun is the strongest. Wear sunscreen. Um, sunscreen helps a lot. It's not perfect. doesn't do it 100% of the time, but it, but it helps. Um, sun protective clothing, wearing hats. There's many companies out there now that make uh, sun swim shirts and, um, and bathing suits that have protective value against UVA and UVB rays. 
Uh, they make a lot of good clothing. What's nice is when you put that clothing on and you go, you can go in the water with it. They're 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 bathing suits and bathing shirts, and they actually make them very very cosmetically attractive now for people to wear. And when you wear that, now you don't have to use the sunblock in as many areas. You can, you know, for kids, you know, once you put that swim shirt on and those swim trunks, all you have to do then is watch the the sunscreen on the face, hands, and lower legs. And you can really get ahead of the game with some protective clothing, and use a high number of sunblock. You know, over the over fifty, reapply it every couple of hours, put a good amount on. They did a study to show that people put on such little amounts of sunscreen compared to what they should be applying. A nice heavy coating in your hotel room, in front of the mirror, before you go outside, so that you don't skip any areas. Sunscreen also works better if you put it on 30 minutes before you go outside. It gets absorbed into the skin. Um, so there, there are a lot of good ways to be sensible. We, we don't think people should be hermits. We call it sensible sun protection um, using your head. And, and obviously, avoid excessive sun by going to artificial uh, sun, sun units, you know? Mm-hmm. WFAN's toll-free line is 877-337-6666. It's brought to you by Mohegan Sun. Unlimited possibilities await you at Mohegan Sun. Plan your stay at mohegansun.com. You want to join us? 877-337-6666. That's our phone number here at The Fan. And joining us uh, now from uh, Boca Raton is uh, Barry. Barry, good morning. Welcome to The Fan. Yes, good morning. Good morning. Uh I always listen to you on Sunday morning before my softball game. And by the way, I wear a lot of sunscreen. But anyway, my story is I'm a lawyer in uh, Florida, and I had a case about 10 years ago, and this gentleman had uh, a little whitehead underneath his nose. It was just a little whitehead, like a typical whitehead that we all get from time to time. And it never went away, never went away. And he finally went to the doctor like six, seven months, eight months later. And it turned out to be squamous cell carcinoma. And by the time they finished with him, between radiation and uh, surgery, uh, it was a year later. He was in the hospital for a year. He ended up looking like a monster. I actually have, I keep pictures of it. Uh, It invaded his whole oral cavity. And he was a 43-year-old man. And it was uh, unbelievable. I'd never seen anything like it. So... You know, I would just say to everyone out there, as the doctors, as you're saying, get it checked. Don't wait. You know, you'd never know. Barry, thank you for your kind words, and also uh, thank you very much for joining us on the phone. I'm going to let Dr. Wasserman respond to you on air. Thank you. Right. Well, this, is, uh, this gentleman is actually, you know, very correct. And, um, you know, most likely what happened here is the, the person had this lesion going on much longer than he thinks they did, than he thinks he did. You know, that's why it's really important to get checked by a board-certified dermatologist once a year, head to toe. You know, people don't think it's important, but it is. It's possible this guy would have been uh, had, would have had his uh, skin cancer detected earlier if he had gone to the doctor, you know, three years before. Because, you know, we pick up little tiny things that the patients don't see, and they're like, oh, I don't see anything there, doc. And doctor said, we say, yeah, we see something there. Let's get a little biopsy. And we, we can pick up early, early skin cancer in its early stages way before um, it gets out of control. Now, you know, that'll, that's never 100% of the time. Uh, everybody, everybody's body is different, 
and some people's immune systems are are lacking so that a skin cancer can grow much faster and much more aggressively. Everybody's body is different. I mean, we've heard of people with pancreatic cancer who live eight years, and then we've heard of people with pancreatic cancer who are gone in three months. So some cancers are aggressive, some cancers are not aggressive. Look at it like baseball teams. Some baseball teams are aggressive and they're winning all their games, and some pe- some baseball teams are not aggressive and they're not winning all their games. You know? mm-hmm. Dr. Kenneth Wasserman is talking with us on our program on The Fan this Sunday morning. He is a dermatologist with a private practice in South Philadelphia, and he has had a lot of experience in uh, this area of sun safety. He's our guest on our program. We'll try to work in some more thoughts from folks listening to us as well. We've got some folks on hold at 877-337-6666. We'll try and do a lightning round of uh, calls after we take a slight pause in our program this Sunday morning. It's Sunday morning on The Fan. After our 7 o'clock sports update, it is Anne Liguori along with Talking Golf on The Fan. I'm Bob Salter. And good morning, everybody. We are in a discussion on our program with Dr. Kenneth Wasserman, and he is talking with us about this idea of sun exposure and has provided some tips in the area of trying to prevent overexposure to the sun. I said what we'll do is try to work in some thoughts from some of the folks listening to us at 877-337-6666. Back to the phone we go to Jay in Bergen County. Jay, good morning. Welcome to the fan. Hey, good morning, Bob. Uh, good morning, Doctor. Always a great show, Bob. Thank you. Uh, hey, Doctor, I, my children, my children, my boy, my kids are in their 40s now, 45 years old and uh, 44, 43 uh, years old. I remember uh my wife going to the pediatrician when they were babies, and Dr. Elkis would always say to my wife, especially as summer was approaching, do not bring these babies to here, here to me with any type of sunburn. Uh, you know, he always gave her a strong warning, and, uh, of course, we never did. Now, uh, being my grandson works uh, on a beach down there in uh, LBI, he sells the, uh, the tickets, uh, you know, the, ba- the beach badges, and all he says to me, uh, uh, he sees a lot of babies with uh, a bit of sunburn. He, uh, he said a lot of them are covered. Or the mothers are putting on, you know, the the lotion, but they're in and out of the water. How dangerous is it for these babies? Or you know, when I when I'm talking babies, two years old up to ten, fifteen years old, whatever, you know, they're with their parents to keep uh, applying this lotion, and they do have their UV on most of them. You know, they're uh, like my uh, grandson does. He wears his UV clothing. But how da- dangerous is it for these uh, children to be exposed, especially for this heat now that we're having and this strong sun? Should they be out there for any length of time? What is the length of time they should be out there? Well, first of all, your uh, pediatrician was way ahead of his time, Very, uh, very smart doctor, a very bright guy, because... You know, he, he, he saw this before it became popular for us right. to, like, really pay attention yes, to Yes, and we always, you know, that's what we always remember. So, you know, but uh, sunburns are bad. Sunburns sure. are bad for babies. Sunburns are bad for uh, preteens, teenagers, adults. They say that a blistering sunburn doubles your lifetime risk of melanoma. One blistering sunburn doubles your lifetime risk of melanoma. Wow. So, yes, it is dangerous to be out in the sun. These babies shouldn't be out there. 
the heat is a separate issue. You know, you know, the heat with, because of dehydration and heat sure. exhaustion is a whole separate issue from the sun. You can blister and burn in 70-degree weather on a beautiful, cool day. Matter of fact, those days are more dangerous than a day like today from a sunburn standpoint. Yeah. Because people figured out, you know, going out today, they're going to get sunburned. But I'll tell you, in, in, in March or April, when you have a 68-degree day and it's bright sunshine outside, and you go to Central Park and you're outside, and you come in with a horrible sunburn because you didn't think to your fact that that bright sunshine was going to cause the burn, or you're skiing up in the mountains in New Hampshire or Maine, and you're at a high altitude, on, and, and you can get burned in the middle of the winter when it's 32 degrees outside. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah sunburn's bad. The more times you sunburn, the worse it is for your skin, and the yeah. more likely you are to get skin cancer, and we should keep the babies and the adults and the preteens uh, out of the sun. Well, you answered the question, Doc. I just hope they don't keep them on that beach too long in this weather we're having. Correct. Exactly. All right, Doc. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Jay. Stay day. cool today, too. All right. Keep yourself good and hydrated. And by the way, you can listen to us anytime, anywhere. Download the Radio.com app today. And if you have Alexa, just say play WFAN Sports Radio 101.9 or play WFAN Sports Radio 66. And guess what? You'll be locked in to the fan. That's not a bad thing at all. Uh, We are in discussion with Dr. Kenneth Wasserman on our program on the fan this Sunday morning. I'm Bob Salter. And the Gorys Talking Golf follows our 7 o'clock update on the fan this and every Sunday morning during the summer. Um, Now, one of the things I was thinking about with this idea of um, protecting oneself from the sun, what about um, the discussion, because we've had this talk in the past where People who are from, um, let's say, backgrounds where their skin color may be darker uh, than somebody who's fairer in terms of skin color, do they need to be cautious about their exposure to the sun as well? Yes. Uh, yes, for sure. Every, every, everybody needs to be careful. I mean, I've seen skin cancer in every race, in every color type. Um, obviously the statistics show that if you're an Irish guy and you're, you have no tanning ability and your blue eyes and red hair and freckles, and uh, obviously those people are at much higher risk, but I've had African Americans with severely, um, uh, uh, good, what we call it nice protective pigmentation. You know, I, I love it when I see kids who have, have a, uh, you know, a Mediterranean look where they're, where they tan in 10 minutes. That's a much safer skin to have. But anyone can get skin cancer. I've seen skin cancer, as I mentioned, in the African American population. So everybody has to pay attention. Um, and everybody has to wear sunblock and everyone should avoid the direct punishments. The other thing is that, you know, you're more likely to get a cold sore or a fever blister when you've been out in the sun so long. Why is that? Well, the ultraviolet radiation actually knocks down your immune system. So who wants their immune system knocked down? I like to have a nice, strong immune system. When you go out in the sun, the reason people get a lot of fever blisters is because the ultraviolet light actually decreases the immune response. So there's other unhealthy aspects to it. Now, people will say, what about vitamin D? Well, have some nice skim milk in the morning with your cereal. Uh, and if, if somebody needs to take vitamin D supplementation, they need to talk to their doctor about it. But, you know, if you, you eat yogurt and, and, and you have uh, the skim milk and you eat a piece of cheese every day, and I mean, you're going to get your vitamin D from many, many sources. 
uh, getting your vitamin D from the sun is not the healthiest way to do it. When we're talking about sunscreen, is there a particular level of sunscreen that you recommend? Yeah, so, um, you know, they've done studies to show that the very highest sunscreens, you know, number 100, only give you a tiny bit more protection than a 75 or an 80 or a 50, but they give you a little bit extra. So the way I look at it is if I'm going to go ahead and put sunscreen on, why would I pick a number 30 when I can pick a number 80? So, you know, we tell our patients 50 or above. I personally, I use a 100 sunblock when I go out, and I actually did my own study. It's obviously anecdotal, meaning it's not scientifically proven, but I put number 50 on one arm, and I put another uh, sunscreen on the other arm with another with a 100 uh, sun protection factor, and then I was outside with my, you know, my boys play heavy-duty travel baseball, uh, we're on our way to a tournament right now in Maryland. Um, so I, I was out the whole day, and I definitely became more red on the number 50 side than the number 100 side because sunscreen's not perfect. Sunscreen helps a lot, but if you're out long enough, you still will get, you know, either color or sunburn um, through the through the sunscreen. But I definitely did better on my 100 side than on my 50 side. And that's, you know, using one arm and the other arm and being out on the same day. So I know the 100 works better. Um, but but don't think that just because you put sunblock on and you're out for six hours, you're totally protected. That's why I tell people to wear hats and wear sun protective clothing and to do what we call sensible sun protection. When we see people and, you know, obviously with the heat that there is that's taking place, a lot of people are making a, making a mad dash to uh, the beach. They want to be as close to the water as possible. Uh, that idea of going to the beach and being there multiple days, getting the sun exposure, is that something that is safe? No, it's, uh, it, it's not safe because you're just getting... So think of sun as a, as a volume thing. The less volume you get, the better you, uh, the better you are. The more volume you get, the more dangerous it is. So day after day, you know, that's why, you know, farmers... And, you know, I have a guy who was a... Uh, I have a patient of mine who was a very nice guy. I was, he was the postman for 35 years in Philadelphia... He was a great postman, too. Everybody, everybody on the block he knew knew him. He's one of those old-time postal workers that mm-hmm. you love having on your block because mm-hmm. he knows everybody. But he was outdoors day after day after day, and now he's in his uh, late 70s, and he's had a ton of skin cancers. And um, so it, it's a volume thing. He was just out every single day. And, of course, the skin cancers are not on his abdomen, which was always covered with his postman uniform, but they're on his arms and face and neck on all the areas that were exposed when he worked outdoors as a postman. So it's the volume. The more volume, the more volume of sun exposure, the higher the risk is for getting skin cancer over time. And I'll tell you something else for the women. They get the wrinkles, they get the little brown spots, they get all the little things on their face that they can't stand from being out in the sun. The best way for women to keep their faces, you know, youthful and healthy-looking is to stay out of the sun. But that's a tough thing, a tough message to get across to people who, you know, this time of the year, they they want to get out and 
and get in the sun. Especially, you know, I mentioned earlier that we had this brutal winter that seemed like it was never going to end. You know, yeah, in a way, that, it, terrible winter. Yeah, in a way, winter. I'm I'm still waiting for one more blizzard or snowstorm. You know, I know <laughs> I know I know it's not going to happen. It's July 1st, but I still in the back of my mind sort of am waiting. But still, you know, people I think are craving warm weather, craving hot weather. Um, yeah, that's absolutely true. It was a brutal winter, and people are craving the, the hot weather. But you know, there's ways of doing it. I, you know, again, I call it sensible sun protection. So I go to a pool. But, you know, when I, when I get to the pool, I sit under the umbrella. They have umbrellas. I sit under the umbrella. I wear my swim shirt in the water. I got my, uh, I got my Orioles hat on since I, since I do the medical, um, the medical dermatology for the Baltimore Orioles. I got my Orioles hat. I got my pool Orioles hat, which I don't mind getting chlorine on. And then I got my regular ones that I, <laughs> that I keep more protected. But I've got my pool hat. I got my Orioles hat on. I got my sunglasses with UV protection around my eyes to protect my eyes because, you know, cataracts probably um, occur more often in people who get a lot of ultraviolet light. I got my sunglasses, got my hat, got my Orioles shirt on. I got my, uh, my, my pool swim trunks from the Sun Protective Company, and I got block on. And I'm doing it in a sensible way, and I'm still having fun. I'm in the water. I'm enjoying it. The, the, the swim shirts now are so thin you can't even feel them when you have them on. You know, it's, it's called sensible sun protection. I'll give you an analogy. It's like driving with your seatbelt on, you know. You can drive without your seatbelt on. You can drive with your seatbelt on. Obviously, driving with your seatbelt is safer. There are safer ways of doing things. We're not telling people not to enjoy. And, of course, you know, on, the, on Memorial Day weekend, Labor Day weekend, July 4th weekend, you turn on the TV, and the big story on the news is the Jersey Shore, and then they show thousands and thousands of people like baked potatoes lying shoulder to shoulder on one side. Whenever they show that on TV, I'm waiting to see like a spatula come on and just flip them over to the other side. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, what I love doing... I don't even think that's fun. I, don't, I, I wouldn't want to be lying on the beach at the Jersey Shore with somebody else touching my shoulder because there's so close and such a high density of people. I don't think I'd put my potatoes in the oven that close together. <laughs> You know, what I loved yesterday was hearing a traffic report talking about a 26-mile backup on the Garden State Parkway. And it wasn't even 10 o'clock in the morning uh, yep. of traffic that was heading toward the shore. And I just thought, oh, boy. It's true. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're driving from Philadelphia to Maryland to a tournament. Luckily, it's 6.56, and we're not hitting traffic. But but yesterday, we, were, we had two games yesterday, and boy, was it hot during those two games. And I sat under my umbrella. I had a nice umbrella set up. Boy, was it hot. And the traffic was unbelievable. Everybody, my, my boys who are you know, freshmen in high school, they said to me, Dad, on the other side there, why are there so many cars? And I said, those are all people in, in, in um, Delaware going to the beaches. They're, they're, all those people are headed to the beaches. Hmm. Something to definitely think about. Dr. Kenneth Wasserman, our guest on our program on The Fan this morning, talking about this idea of exposure to the sun and talking about doing this in a reasonable fashion. I mentioned earlier he is a dermatologist in private practice in South Philadelphia. He's been team dermatologist with the Baltimore Orioles, has very interesting background medically as well, and has shared an awful lot with us in our discussion as we're wrapping up here, um, just very quickly, a way for people today to be smart when it comes to exposure to the sun. Well, today, 
today's a different day than a normal summer day because of how hot it is. And to be honest with you, most people, unless, you know, we're playing our game now. If we have a game at 9 o'clock. We'll be done by 11.30. Well, it depends. If we win, we go on to another game, so we'll have to see. But, but people should get out early or get out late, and, and people should just stay home today. They should watch TV. They should watch, you know, watch, watch a sports event, put their air conditioning on, drink some iced tea. They should, they should, you know, this is not the day to be outside and get heat stroke or heat prostration. Uh, uh, yesterday, they had to take one of the umpires away. They were going to call an ambulance. Even the guy, even though the guy was drinking lots of water and Gatorade and everything, his body just overheated. And um, you know, we only had one umpire for the second half of the game. To my, to my kids' consternation, because they said the one umpire behind home plate, uh, he had to move behind the pitcher's mound. And he couldn't call the balls and strikes really well. Mm. But we only had one because they had to take one away. You don't want to be the guy that gets taken away in an ambulance. So I would say just play it safe today and just kind of relax at home, air conditioning on. And if you want to go out, go walk your dog at 530 today, you know? There you go. Dr. Wasserman, thank you very much for joining us. And certainly good luck today with the um, tournament action, too. You're very welcome, Bob. Always love doing the show with you. You're 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 a great... You're a great service to your um, listeners because you save lives, believe it or not. You save many more lives than I do because you're getting the word out to, to all of New York City. Thank you very much for joining us on our program today. Well, that's going to do it for us this Sunday morning. Anne Liguori follows Mr. Minko's top of the hour update. She's talking golf. Don't miss that program. We'll see you next Sunday morning at 6 o'clock. And our program today... In tribute to the late Dan Ingram, legendary broadcaster and somebody who's influenced an awful lot of people. And guess what? I'm one of them. Thank you. Rest in peace, Big Dan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.